Badger fans, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt and Matt Bells here covering everything Wisconsin athletics. On today's show, we've got our 2022 class signing day special. So everything Wisconsin football recruiting, early signing day will be in this episode. We're going to preface this episode by saying if you're looking for anything volleyball related, which of course has a big game um, this evening, Thursday evening, um, or basketball related from their contest last night that will all be on another show which we'll record friday morning we'll recap the volleyball contest we'll recap so any other news and then we'll recap last night's doozy of a basketball game but today is exclusively recruiting so we're going to have a third episode out for you guys this week on friday morning so with recruiting and everything going on we felt like it would just be best to split this up and today talk specifically about um, what was a very busy and uh, exciting National Signing Day across the country. So Matt and I will do our portion. We'll talk about the class, our overall impressions, kind of go back and forth with some of these guys. And then in the back of the show, we'll have Alan True of 247 Sports. If you watched any of the Big Ten coverage yesterday, he was uh, a member of their panel. He came on, as he has for the last couple of years, to talk about his impressions that he saw out on the recruiting trail of this uh, 2022 class. So it should be a ton of fun to talk to all the newest members of the Wisconsin football family. Matt, how are you this morning? Doing great. Yeah, no, yesterday was a very busy day between signing day and basketball coverage, but uh, I'm excited to to get things going, talk a little bit about this class that uh, that uh, was put together by Wisconsin, and I know they got a, a big lift last night with the commitment of Isaac Ham. So want to jump into it? Yeah, let's go ahead and get started. So what we're going to do first, guys, we're just going to go kind of back and forth and uh, give you guys a rundown of all of the members that have officially signed for this class. Of course, uh, maybe at the end we'll talk about some guys that maybe still have their eye on because there's still a big player out there that Wisconsin football fans will certainly be watching for. But we're going to go in the order in which these players um, committed, and then, of course, all of these have signed. So we'll start with Miles Burkett, uh, quarterback, three-star, according to rivals from Franklin, Wisconsin. If you followed uh, Wisconsin football recruiting at all, he's been a very uh, – Vocal and active player, of course, led an incredible comeback in the state title game, was named the Gatorade Player of the Year for the state of Wisconsin uh, just last week. So a really impressive player. Uh, I'm really excited. I think uh, the excitement has continued to build for him in terms of uh, in terms of his play. But um, really nice way and nice first piece uh, to set the foundation of this class. Yeah, I think, I think he's a guy that uh, you have to root for. As a kid from in the state growing up, a badger, a little undersized, uh, as, as shown by the, how he was listed by Wisconsin at, at 5'10 and a half, uh, listed also at 5'11 on a different graphic that UW shared out. But, um, you know, you're, you're looking at a guy who is very smart, good leader, and, and I think, uh, accurate passer who can do a lot of nice things for the badgers. And, um, he, he can also run a little bit when the play breaks down. So I think, that you look at what his skill set is, what he was able to do. He was definitely a foundational piece for this class, and I think he was a guy that fans should be excited about. I know I'm personally excited to potentially see a guy from within the state leading the team. Yeah, he's going to be exciting for sure, and excited to see what uh, when he gets a chance and then what he does with it for sure. He was a very um, fun follow over the course of his recruitment. 
All right, up next, we've got Barrett Nelson, another in-state product out of Stoughton, Wisconsin. If the name Nelson uh, sounds familiar, it's because it is brother of Jack Nelson. He was the second one to commit to Wisconsin. Uh, another big get. I know maybe not in, in terms of recruiting rankings as high as what Jack was, and that doesn't you know necessarily knock him at all because Jack was a phenomenal player coming out of high school. But a nice foundational piece in-state lineman that you know was clearly wanted to be at Wisconsin. So I think this he's going to be a get that probably one of those guys that exceeds his rating. But we'll have to wait and see. But overall, I think a, a nice addition to this class. Yeah, he'll be joining Miles Burkett in terms of being an early enrollee, I think, which is good for his development. Uh, he, he's a, a big kid, could play a lot of different things, whether it be on offensive line or defensive line. I think he'll end up playing on the offensive line, whether that be at guard or tackle. But I, I just think the lineage is there. He's a guy that you want to keep in, in the state. And uh, he, he's, he's a mauler, just like his brother. Um, if he's anything like his dad, who who is, uh, you know, a very – rough guy uh i think that he'll be a, a a nice piece for this class to to build around on the offensive line and you can never have too many good offensive linemen so i think that barrett nelson was a a nice addition from nearby stoughton yeah i think that's a great point you can never have too many uh quality offensive linemen especially from in the state you don't want to let those uh players get out um and and get somewhere else all right up next we've got a cory lied uh cornerback out of DePaul catholic out in wayne new jersey uh, was really a, a competitive recruitment between Wisconsin, Duke, Boston College. Uh, Wisconsin ended up being the winner there. Uh, Pitt was also in the mix. It was, uh, it was kind of unclear at the first, at, at the time where he would end up, but a, a good sized corner, good speed. This should be a guy that comes in and, and works really well under Hank Poteet and, and Jim Leonard. So what do you, uh, make of him? Another early enrollee. Um, a lot of these guys who are who committed early in the class are are enrolling early. But um, Lied, he he's a guy who tore his ACL during the season early on. So um, we'll see how ready he is come spring. I would anticipate that he's probably going to be rehabbing still. But five nine, about 180 pounds, but really good ball skills. That's the thing that really jumps out. He can run well, but ball skills. I mean, he had multiple interceptions as a junior. So I, I think he's a guy that they had pinpointed early in the process. He had a ton of offers uh going with throughout the recruiting cycle. So I think he's a good get. We'll we'll see kind of how that uh knee heals up as he gets in and rehabs with the Badgers. That's a great point. Something to keep an eye on for some of these guys that are of course coming back, lied being a major one coming back from an injury. We'll keep an eye on that as we move forward. All right, up next, we've got J.T. Seagreaves, a tight end out of Monroe, Wisconsin. He came on our podcast um, a while back and talked about his recruitment. 6'6", weight is kind of, depending on where you look at it, uh, Rivals has him listed as 220, but a guy with, I think, a, a ton of upside um, once he gets to Wisconsin, gets in the weight room, focuses in really heavily on learning the tight end position, I think could be a, a really big gap for the Badgers in terms of the the just kind of raw and overall physical tools that he has. I think he could certainly be a guy that blossoms into more. But what did you make of him and his commitment, and how big of a boost does that bring to the tight end room? Yeah, I think looking at him specifically, he has a ton of upside. He's a multi-sport kid, plays basketball, um, runs track. uh, But he's coming from Monroe where they run that wing Mm -hmm. T offense where he's a running back at 6'6", 225 or whatever he's at. Um, so there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve there. But the fact that they got him on campus, saw him toe-to-toe with some other tight ends, um, other, you know, 
guys who earn Power Five offers from across the country, um, and, and went with him. I, I think speaks to the athletic ability that he brings as a former as a basketball player. Um, I, I know that a recent interview was was put out there um, by one of the beat writers who were was able to get there and. And Joe Rudolph just talked glowingly about him, talking about how he was um, the best tight end that they've seen in a camp setting in a, in a long time. So I think that tells you about what they see in him, um, especially considering they pushed aside some other talented options to go with him. So I, I think that he is a guy that's going to take some time, but the raw materials are there, and I think it's just a matter of getting him in the weight room, getting him um, in, in a position to unleash his his athletic traits because I do think he's he could be a very good one and a good pass catcher for the Badgers given his length and, and ability to run. Absolutely. It's very exciting, exciting physical tools for him, and we'll see how that blossoms at Wisconsin moving forward. All right, up next, Katie Iacomelli, athlete out of Trafford, Pennsylvania. Yeah, he's a really interesting prospect for the Badgers. He he in high school he played running back, he played wide out, he was on special teams as a kick returner, punt returner, played defensive back, safety. Kind of played all over the field at, uh, I think it was 1200 all purpose yards on offense this past season. So a really good athlete where he ends up at Wisconsin maybe remains to be seen. Could very well be on the offensive side of the ball at running back, receiver. Um, you know, with them not taking a running back in this class, maybe that's a guy that they're looking at to start there. But overall, tremendous athlete that, you know, Jim Leonard talked about it in his presser yesterday. Just they, they like to get athletes that, Played a couple different positions. Not all guys have a specific position in mind. Um, I think Yakimeli right now is a guy that could kind of bounce all over, but at either regardless of that, he's got a tremendous amount of athletic ability that he's going to bring to Wisconsin. So what do you make of him and his future at Wisconsin? Yeah, I mean, he, he's a guy that you got to trust the staff with. You you look at it, he didn't have any other high major offers. You, know, you look at a lot of Patriot League teams um, were after it after him uh, prior to his commitment, but runs a four five, a little over six foot, 200 pounds, really good runner and running back in, in a high school setting. Uh, you, you mentioned his junior stats. He also just this past year put up 1600 yards and 20 touchdowns as a senior and, and let lead, let his team to a state championship. So I, I think you look at him and it's just versatility. He's the type of guy similar to like Jake Funk for Maryland that I know Wisconsin was in the mix for at one point where he's a guy that could end up playing a bunch of different positions, but Wisconsin felt like they wanted him in, in their, in their class on this team, right? Like that he's just a guy that you'll figure it out. Um, maybe plays a little running back, maybe plays a little slot receiver. I think offense is probably where he's best suited right now, but I could also see him ending up at safety um, depending upon how things look. I think they're probably okay at the safety position given some of the other guys they have. I know we're going to talk about Austin Brown later, but but Iacomelli is a guy that if, if they don't bring in a running back from the portal, they don't bring in a running back um, in the second part of the recruiting cycle here for National Signing Day, He's a guy who might be might be best to to help them out there and give them that uh, Garrett Groshek role as a third down guy for the future. Yeah, I think that uh, is a perfect look at where he's at least maybe going to start out, and it'd be certainly interesting to see a guy like him where he ends up throughout the future of his career. All right, up next we've got Tommy McIntosh, wide receiver out of Dewitt, Michigan, six five, so it brings a ton of height to the uh, wide receiver position. When talking, we'll have our interview with Alan True later on in the show, but when talking about him, he mentioned, you know, 
I think a lot of people look at him as a potential tight end project that you eventually move him to there given his size. But, you know, Alan True mentioned he's got the speed and athleticism to stay at that wide receiver spot in Wisconsin. You know, when you're going to be looking at maybe looking for some wideouts this upcoming season, that's a guy that you can maybe keep an eye on because the, the combo of size and speed here is really an interesting aspect of a player like him. So what did you make of his commitment uh, from Tommy McIntosh? Yeah, I, I like him. He's one of the guys that I'm highest on in this class just because he brings something different to the wide receiver room that they don't have. Um, a guy who's who's got that size at 6'5", but he does run really well. You, you look at it, he's a long strider that kind of builds up speed, similar to, to what Tanner McAvoy looked like in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. But um, I think you, you look at a guy who can make some contested Contested catches, plays at a high level of um, Michigan football. So I think Wisconsin's in good shape there. You see some of his offers. He had other offers from Texas, Iowa, others that were involved, um, which I think speaks volumes to how talented he is. Now it's just a matter of can he continue to get the separation, use um, and improve as a route runner to, to kind of take it to the next level because Wisconsin needs help at wide receiver. He's a guy that is uniquely prepared to possibly help them out right away. If, uh, if need be, because he is so different from the rest of the wide receiver room at Wisconsin. It's just going to be a matter of how far along is he in the process and how quickly can he absorb everything once he gets on campus. And he will certainly be an interesting one to, to keep an eye on and, and see where his trajectory goes because he's got, again, a lot of really, really good um, raw skills that just with him getting in the weight room, getting familiar with the system could be a really nice gap for the Badgers. All right, up next, we've got Curtis Neal out of Cornelius, North Carolina, Williams Amos Huff High School, familiar school for the Badgers on the recruiting trail. Uh, defensive tackle, good size, good speed for his size as well. Um, one of the guys that was closely committed by or closely recruited by Ohio State, South Carolina was in the mix there. So a lot of good teams in the mix for him, but the Badgers ended up landing him. He's got a, from what you, if you follow him on Twitter, a ton of personality, a ton of athleticism, and should be a really good get for the Badgers moving forward. Yeah, I I think he's a guy that if he didn't have that ACL tear, I I think um, he's probably a four star um, just based off of what he has on tape from his sophomore and junior years. I mean, he's just a bully inside Mm -hmm. and uh, you look at it and and he just runs around with uh, reckless abandon and is able to do a lot of things to get into the backfield and to take on multiple tack, uh, multiple blockers. Uh, he's going to be a good two gap guy for the Badgers at nose tackle. I think you look at his size at six two three oh five. He's a little shorter than what Keanu Benton does, but that's oftentimes what you want at, at uh, that nose tackle position. So I think he's a guy that actually benefits nicely from. Um, I know we're going to talk tomorrow about Keanu Benton coming back, but I think. That's a big thing for him because he's not thrown into the fire immediately and, and tasked with being the guy at nose tackle. But he's an early enrollee. He's going to be continuing to rehab from uh, that that ACL injury. But he, he's a talented player and that I think Wisconsin fans should be really excited about because it, what he was able to do as a sophomore and junior was really impressive on film. And if he can come back even stronger, he's going to be a guy that is going to be a, a big rotational piece um, in his career with the Badgers and and be your nose tackle to build around. All right, up next we've got Avion Jones, defensive back out of South Lake, Texas, uh, South Lake Carroll, a, a really highly rated um, high school program um, in terms of teams across the country. 
Originally, Oklahoma State commit ended up decommitting and uh, committing to Wisconsin. So I think a a guy with uh, a ton of potential coming from a like like I said a premier program at the high school level. Um, again, we've talked about with the Corey Lyde, really good ball skills. He's got that. He's got some height there as well. So what do you make of Avion Jones and his commitment? Yeah, I mean, you look at the competition level that he plays at, um, and he's a guy that's probably going to be ahead of the curve, could maybe give you some some uh, snaps right away. He's, he's going to be an early enrollee. I know that that's usually something that can give you a fighting chance to, to see some 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 more time on the field, but I just think that you look at him. He's got decent size at 5'11", 180 pounds or so. Uh, he'll he'll have to hit the weight room, but his ability to play all over the field. I know that um, South Lake Carroll used him um, in a, in a lot of different fashions. A lot of times teams were just unwilling to throw his way when he was on the field. But I, I think his his speed, his tackling ability, um, really give him the ability to play either the nickel. Or, or outside. I mean, hell, he could probably play some safety as well if, if need be, um, because he's got decent size and speed. So I, I think you look at him as a guy that gives you some versatility in the back end that, uh, that should help them out. And, and I think that the fact that he's en- enrolling early should immediately help this, um, um, defensive backfield because I think they are going to need some more bodies. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a guy that could be called upon to, to help them out. I don't think he's going to be a starter or, you know, your nickel guy by any stretch, but I do think that, um, he, he could give the room something immediately. Yeah. I think he's a guy that will certainly be able to, to come in and compete right away, just given the, you know, the caliber of high school play that he's been a part of. All right. Up next, we've got the, right now, the leader in terms of overall rating in the class. Offensive lineman Joe Brunner out of Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin. 6'7", 315 is what they've got listed on rivals. I know there's been different heights and weights thrown out there, but regardless, you've got a, a player that is just I, – I, I think I've seen a couple of times him describe as nasty up front, a guy that plays to the whistle, plays incredibly physical, and um, should be a guy that fits in really well at Wisconsin when he's got those traits. Um, so a nice – another big in-state kid, in-state offensive lineman that's highly rated, number one player in the state of Wisconsin, always good to land a player like that. So just how big of a commit is he, and, and what do you think he brings to that Wisconsin offensive line, offensive line room? Yeah, I mean, his commitment was huge. Uh, you look at it, he was the guy within the class that they had to get, um, just in terms of the in-state player. to You want to continue to bring in the best talent available. He was the best lineman that they had in the entire state. Um, he, he, 6'6", 300. Um, you look at it, 247 has him as a four star, rivals four star, ESPN four star. Um, uh, I know that actually rivals and ESPN are a little higher on him than 247 sports, but you, you look at it, he had all the offers. You know, he, he took, uh, visits to Notre Dame and Ohio State, ended up saying, okay, I'm going to stick it out with the, the homeschool. I just think he's a guy that you look at. He can do a lot of things. He can play inside or outside. And, and I think that he is just another data point in what Wisconsin's building on the offensive line in terms of the, the, the number of four and five stars because they're, they're going to have some, some intense competition there. And I think that he's the type of player that really um, has that nasty streak and will give himself a shot to, to potentially play sooner than um, we sometimes see in, with Wisconsin linemen. I don't, I don't think it's next year. You're not going to usually see – a guy come in and make waves as a freshman. But I do think that he's a guy that could be a player to watch as a redshirt freshman or a redshirt sophomore. And, and, uh, he, he just, he just plays with a violent streak 
and uh, and plays through the whistle in a way that you want to see from your offensive lineman. Yeah, I would not be surprised at all if, like you mentioned, a redshirt freshman, you know, Joe Brunner is all of a sudden in the mix in that two deep right away, you know, after a year of development. Uh, I think that do him wonders and then we'll, we'll see because he's a, he's a player that physically appears pretty close to ready. And that's not generally something you have for Wisconsin offensive linemen. So that should be a fun, um, player to keep an eye on early in his career. All right up next, we've got wide receiver Vinny Anthony out of Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I, I think Vinny Anthony's a guy that is is really an interesting prospect. In, in high school, he was really dominant this senior season, 49 receptions, 1,108 yards, and 16 touchdowns. So he's clearly a guy that was a focal point in their offense. Good combination of size and speed that I think, you know, we talk about a, a room, wide receiver is going to be a room that is a little bit thinner, and they'll be looking for production from anywhere this upcoming year. And, and of course, the transfer portal is always an option, but, this is a guy that you could certainly keep an eye on to, to be in the mix with some of the other guys from the last couple classes. So what do you make of Vinny Anthony and what he is able to bring to Wisconsin? Yeah, I mean, I think you like a lot of the intangibles that you see. Wisconsin was very high on him. They offered him all the way back in February, and, and he was one of their top-of-the-board wide receivers. Even as there was other guys who were more highly ranked ahead of him, Wisconsin turned some of them away because they really – Loved what he had on film. He, he had a big senior year, like you mentioned. Um, but I, I just, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to probably take a little bit of time. Um, but the tools are there. It's just a matter of did they hit on this kid? Because Wisconsin needs help at wide receiver. They really do. Um, but he, he's, he has the intangibles. Now it's going to be a, a matter of how does he fit in the offense? Can he make some explosive plays? Because Wisconsin needs that, um, in their passing game. I think you would have liked to see. Um, somebody from this class that was a, that was a for sure, okay, he could probably help you out next year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if McIntosh or Anthony is that, but, but I do think that, um, the way that his, he, he has grown from his junior to senior film really points him in a positive way, uh, once he gets to Wisconsin, um, because Wisconsin desperately needs help at, at wide receiver. All right, up next, we've got a very interesting prospect in the likes of Austin Brown, defensive back out of Johnston City, Illinois. In terms of ratings, um, I know 247 is a little bit higher on him uh, as a four-star, rivals as a three-star, but regardless, I think a, a really big get in this class. Very athletic kid, played, you know, projects to be in the secondary at safety, but could very well be um, a guy that other position coaches are after, I know, in the conversations um, with some of the recruiting staff and, and the position coaches yesterday, uh, Jim Leonard said, this, this kid's a safety. Don't even try to change him. And, um, and the other co- offensive coaches were kind of saying, you know, I know Elvis Witted kind of mentioned that he had a, a crush on Austin Brown and wants him and on the offensive side of the ball. So regardless, tremendous athlete. It's going to be hard to prime away from Jim Leonard at the safety spot. But what do you make of him and his potential with Wisconsin? I think he's the best prospect in the entire class. Um, I, you, you look at what he was able to do on film and he's just a football player. Um, I got family down in Illinois and they knew about him. They were, are all, uh, Illini fans and they were pretty pissed that Wisconsin ended up with, with him. He's a really good player out of Johnson City, played, did everything for them. He played quarterback, played safety. He is, um, a wrecking ball when he comes downhill and, and can hit. Um, but he's also really good in coverage, just a really good athlete and the type of player that Wisconsin has done remarkably well with. 
former quarterback that does that does everything, all world athlete, multi sport. He he checks all the boxes of guy that has untapped potential and could really take off when he gets in on a college campus. I think you're looking at him and Hunter Waller being a really good duo in the back end for years to come. I, I don't think he's gonna be somebody that that uh is gonna contend for a starting spot next year by any stretch. But I do think that he's a guy who could who could be a starter when it comes to being a redshirt freshman when you consider that John Torchio and Travion Blaylock could both be gone. I think he's the guy that you look at and you say, okay, he he's the next guy after Hunter Roller to step up and help them out at safety or wherever he plays. Cause, but I do think that you look at him, he reminds me of a lot of uh, Caputo and his ability to kind of flow into the box, but also do some um, impressive things in coverage. I think he's a better athlete than Caputo was, but I do think that he, he brings a ton to that backfield and Jim Leonard should be excited and willing to fight for him. Yeah, he should. He's a tremendous athlete. And a guy, when you talk about, you know, maybe playing early, he's physically ready to, you know, take on, um, the, the college game early in his career, which is always a huge part of it. Um, you've got to be big enough. You've got to be strong enough in the weight room that way to be able to go on the field. And then Austin Brown, certainly a guy that could be in that mix. And, you know, you mentioned a, a good pair with Hunter Wohler. I know last year we were talking to this time, maybe Braylon Allen being that safety linebacker hybrid. Well, he seems to be a pretty good running back. So he could fill in that uh, spot really nicely in terms of a tandem in the secondary for Wisconsin. All right, up next we've got linebacker Tristan Monday out of Scottsdale, Arizona. I think Tristan Monday is probably a piece in this class that maybe isn't the most flashy, but really a productive player in high school that I think brings a lot to the table and could be a guy that comes in and just really thrives. Um, very productive, very physical player. So what did you make of him and uh, what he brings to Wisconsin? I think he was a big flip for the Badgers, was originally committed to Arizona. I think that took away from his recruitment quite a bit. Um, you know, he committed to this, the, the home school pretty early in the process, um, over other offers from, from places like Florida State. So it, it's, this isn't a guy that was under recruited by any stretch, but you look at it and he's continued to just kind of grow. He played mostly linebacker. Um, for his high school, which is one of the best high schools in the state of Arizona, which is usually a good indication of that he might be farther ahead. But you look at it, 6'4", 250, he can do some nice things. It's going to probably be a learning curve as he gets used to putting his hand in the dirt at defensive end. But but once again, another guy where the raw materials are there. Um, and, and I know that Wisconsin worked hard to flip him, was involved with his recruitment quite a long time. They they obviously saw some nice progression from him, and they saw the growth in terms of his size as a guy that they think could could help them out on the defensive line. And and really, I think he is. I think he he's a guy who has a nice burst off the line and, and should be able to help them out um, in in a few years after he's he's been in the weight room and has and has packed on some mass. All right, Tristan uh, Monday, kind of that you know linebacker, defensive end, projection uh, type of player. Another player in the linebacker room, most likely, is Aiden Vaughn. Um, we recently had him on the podcast out of Wald Lake, Michigan. I think, in terms of uh, a guy that is going to be one that exceeds the the rating, this is the guy. I know, um, you know if you watch his tape, stuff just really jumps out. I mean, I, I highly recommend if you are aren't super familiar with some of these names. Go watch some of their tape, and you'll see some things with Aiden Vaughns that really jump out to you and make you go, man, this kid can can really play. Originally committed to Air Force, decommitted. His recruitment really picked up, and Wisconsin ended up being the winner, and I think that was a huge get for the Badgers. But what do you make of Aiden Vaughn and the presence that he's going to bring to the Badgers? 
Another big flip. Like like you said, the way he runs as a mm-hmm. linebacker is really impressive. I think he he's a guy um 220, good size for a linebacker, can run sideline to sideline, but he can also just quickly get downhill. Um he kind of reminds you of um Ryan Connolly in in terms of his ability to knife between um defense or uh, um, the offensive line um, when he's trying to get into the backfield. But he, he's a guy that, once again, he, he multi-sport athlete, just was uh, lightly recruited because of a, an, an injury as a junior, but then all of a sudden just absolutely exploded as a senior. But this just being able to run the way he runs, I mean, he had a kickoff return for a touchdown on film at 6'4", 220, is, is really, really um, impressive. So I think – he is, like you mentioned, maybe an under-the-radar guy that could absolutely become an All-American for the Badgers down the line. Just based off of the tools he has and what he showed out on film, he, he's a good one. And I think that in a, in a class that is 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 not really loaded with four-star talent, he's a guy who could have very easily been a four-star if if he would have been healthy as a junior. I think you're looking at a guy who is probably a four-star um, according to most services, because he he really pops on film and and he's got a younger brother that we'll see if the Badgers get involved with as well um, in the 2024 class. All right, the final signee from yesterday was uh, just over 12 hours ago. Isaac Ham, uh, in-state product out of Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, the number one overall rated player on the defensive side of the football in the state of Wisconsin. A huge get. People always felt like it was going to be Wisconsin, but until they got that you know, final commitment, there was other schools in the mix. A guy that right now defensive line could be the spot, looks like it'd be the spot. Maybe you could see him you know, ending up uh, as an outside linebacker, but either way, he's going to be a guy that can really get after the passer with, with a tremendous amount of explosiveness and, and physicalness that way. So wherever he ends up, I think a great get for Wisconsin. I, I think in, in terms of him and, and the other guys that are in-state, he's one of the bigger ones that, you, again, you needed to land um, uh, along with Joe Brunner that way. So really, uh, I think, an important get. And I was glad to see that he announced his commitment to Wisconsin last night. But what do you make of him and the production that he might bring? Yeah, I think he was the most important of outside of Braylon Allen in the in the recruiting class of 2022 in-state crop I think he was the most important one to bring in just because offensive linemen you you do a good job with offensive line development um most of the time year over year defensive line has been a position where it's it's sometimes a little bit more hit or miss you you look at this past year's defensive line and it looks really good Ross Kwaji's doing some nice things there but but Ham is a really explosive athlete he good size 6'5 6'6 250 pounds and when you throw on his film he, he's extremely quick and agile. He, he's a good jumper, gets his hand on, on balls all the time. So I, I think he is, he is a disruptive guy that you want in your front seven, whether he's playing outside, um, linebacker, where, which is, I think, where they want to start him, or if he continues to, to grow out of that position, throw him at defensive end. He, he's just a really good athlete that I think Wisconsin fans should be um, excited for um, second highest rated person in the class according to the 247 um, composite um, I think that he was um, along with Joe Bronner those are the those are the guys right away that you look at as as the crown jewels of the class and both in state you you need to continue to to build um, start in and work your way out from the state um, and, and Ham was a, a big get for them on the trail 
Absolutely. It was a huge get to cap off this class. And, of course, there's some names still out there that Wisconsin will be interested in and, and certainly willing to try and wrap up. But for right now, I think this is a, a really good class uh, to baseline that way. So now that we've talked about each of the guys that have signed with Wisconsin, I know there's been a lot of talk online about the, the class rankings the last couple of years. It's been, you know, record-setting uh, classes for Wisconsin. This class, not quite that, not as big of a class as you've seen from other programs across the country. So the rankings are certainly affected, but I think the average rating per recruit still shows this is a really quality class, you know, top to bottom in terms of the, the production that these players might bring. So what are your overall impressions of this 2022 group? I think we're looking at it right now. I, I really love what they did on the defensive side of the ball. I think Jim Leonard did a lot of nice things here to, to round out this group to fit what they normally do. Front seven-wise, you've got a lot of guys with versatility at, on the defensive line, linebacker spots. Like like you look at a guy like Vaughn, he could play inside-outside. You've got Ham, a guy who could play defensive end or outside linebacker. Same with a guy like uh, Tristan Monday. So I think that I really like. He's got a really good group. You pair that with a guy like Austin Brown in in the back end, who can who can I think is just going to be a stud. And I think defensively, this is a great class. Wisconsin sitting pretty there. Offensively, I think that there's a little more that you wish you would have gotten out of this. Um, you look at it, they they missed on some other guys. I wish they would have taken a running back in this group. Um, but I think Wisconsin right now, defensively, they're they're you know, all, all speed ahead, but defense or offensively, they needed some more firepower. I don't know if they got it in this class, which I think is the one critique I would give them. Overall, smaller group, like you mentioned, um, 14 commits, more of a developmental class. You don't see the, the huge influx of four star talent that we saw from a year ago. I mean, last year's class had nine four stars or four or five stars, I should say, according to rivals. This year, one. That tells a lot of the story here, and I think that while there's a lot of nice pieces to build around, I do think that um, Wisconsin probably wishes they had a little bit more. You also have to remember that um, Braylon Allen was a 2022 recruit that reclassified, so you've got to take that kind of into account. But but I do think good class, not great class, and, and I think that it'll that Wisconsin will be in an okay spot. But um, I do think that it is a little bit worrisome to see um, the East really outperform the the Big Ten West and Wisconsin uh, on the trail this cycle. Wisconsin, like I mentioned, two four-star guys according to 247. Um, you look at their standalone, it's a few more. But you look at that compared to the teams that you're really competing against, Penn State, Michigan, um, and Michigan State here, and 15 four-stars, 10 four-stars, five four-stars. Even Indiana had five four-stars. Those are things that I think you would have wished a little bit more. I think Wisconsin could, could have done a little bit more, but but I do think there's plenty of room for them to grow with this. Maybe a guy like Carson Hinsman, maybe the transfer portal um, it can help them out. But I, but I think that good um, early start here, but I, I just I do think that there was a little bit more left on the bone that could have been um, added to this class. Yeah, I think you make a good point in terms of offense, defense that way. Because defensively, I think you've got, you know, a couple guys that are legit guys that you look at a couple years and, and will be starters. Uh, you know, Austin Brown, Curtis Neal, I think, is a guy that that's really going to jump out when he's back. Um, you, you've got even Tristan Monday could develop into something. You've got a lot of good defensive players that you look at and say, okay, he might take a little bit more time to develop, but he looks like he's going to be a starter at the Big Ten level. Offensively, I think you've got, a little bit more 
project and, and developmental thing. And that's not to say a bad thing. It's just you really want to hope that these guys that you, you, you went after and, and really wanted to land end up working out for you. I think Tommy McIntosh has the potential to be a really good player, but you just don't know quite yet. It's still really early to tell where he's going to be at. We talked about Vinny Anthony. He's going to take some time to develop, but you hope that you hit there. Um, Katie Iacomelli, another guy, really good athlete, interesting prospect where he ends up and how he ends up is going to be um, kind of those offensive guys that are maybe even Miles Burke. I think a tremendous player in the state, great leader, and got a lot of the intangibles to be good at quarterback. Where he ends up in terms of his career is going to be kind of the those type of guys on the offensive side of the ball are going to be the difference in between. I think what makes this a a a really good class and just a a class that maybe doesn't doesn't quite meet the expectations of what's been set the last couple of years. So defensively, you've got some some high quality players, and offensively, I think you've got a lot of high quality talent there. It's just a matter of where they end up projecting, maybe a little bit more behind in terms of their development compared to. You know, the Austin Browns, the Aiden Vaughns, guys that look like they could be ready from the jump and, and early on in their career. Yeah, I mean, five of the six top players in the class, according to the 247 composite, which aggregates everything up, um, are on the defensive side of the ball. Which, And then the other one is Joe Brunner, who's an offensive lineman at the top. So you're, you're looking at Wisconsin building on what they're already good at. You still need to continue to come along, though, and bring in explosive athletes at the at the outside positions at wide receiver, running back. I think that's the thing that I think you were hoping for a little bit more from this class, which it, that's not nothing new for Wisconsin. Let's be honest here, but but I do think that that's still a, a critique that that needs to be raised. Absolutely, I think that's a very fair point to to make, and we'll see how the rest of this class and and what maybe changes. Uh, like you mentioned, this transfer portal is kind of this uh, thing that not everyone's used to, and that could be something that really changes it. But right now, a group that uh, is pretty solid in terms of the, the 14, and we'll see how they shake out the rest of the way. Before we get out of here and, and send it over to Alan Shrewd, you want to just kind of talk about maybe a guy that, I know we talked about each player a little bit, but what guy do you think in terms of your pick to be a guy that, exceeds the expectations or maybe that diamond in the rough in terms of a player that could be um, a higher caliber player than what his recruiting rankings might show you. Like I said, Austin Brown, I think, is, is going to be the guy. He's the player I look at, and I think he, he's a stud. Um, Curtis Neal, I, I think he's going to end up play, having a four-star contribution for the Badgers. Just, I think he was just downgraded a little bit because of that knee injury. Um, Aiden Vaughn, like you mentioned earlier, but but I, I do think that Miles Burkett is a guy um, who could who could you know make a splash and and help this team out at quarterback. I just think that his his lit- leadership qualities what he does, how much he loves this program. Like, this is his dream school. Like, he has made no, um, you know, made no question about that. When he came on the podcast, he said when he got the offer, there was there was no thinking about it. Uh, so I, I think that that those are guys. GT Seagraves is another guy that I think that could um, could surpass that. I think he, he could really have a nice career um, for the Badgers as well. Absolutely. I think uh, all those guys are, are good names to mention. I know I talked a lot about Aiden Vaughn, so I think he's the the guy that I would circle. But in the other the names that you mentioned, Curtis Neal, I'm really excited to see where he develops into Austin Brown. You just see the physical traits, you know, really jump off the page. So all those guys should should be tremendous gets for the batters as you move forward, and we'll see how they develop in, in their time at Wisconsin. All did you, right. Did you, Go ahead. Did you see that um, – 
the some of the beat writers had a chance to speak with Paul, Paul Chris um, earlier on in the week, and they specifically asked him about the recruiting department. Did you happen to see some of that stuff? Yeah, that was an interesting conversation for sure. Uh, I know that he mentioned there's going to be an, an overhaul. I think the you know, him saying it needs to be reset was certainly interesting. Um, I'm I, I guess now that we've kind of got a little bit of explanation on why there's been kind of the just kind of patch it together type of um, you know, attitude. I, I think it does make sense when you think about not trying to fill it and, and jump and commit to something too early. But it was certain, it was just nice to get, I think, answers um, on what's been going on in the recruiting front. But what did you uh, make of, of that whole situation? Yeah, I'm glad he, he actually talked about mm-hmm. it. I think that that was important. I think that was one thing that I know Drew in his article really was hoping for was just a little bit more transparency in that regard, which that's never going to fully come from Wisconsin. That's just not the way they do things. Um, and, and nor do they have to. Like that's what college football teams do. They, they always do stuff behind closed doors, but, but I, I just, well, it was great to hear him actually talk about it and, and, you know, talk a little bit about wanting to make sure that they, they found the right pieces. It, it is also like, dude, it, it's six or seven months here. Like since you lost those guys, like I just, I don't, I don't think that makes sense that like if you have an accounting department, you don't say, Oh, well, we're <laughs> going to wait until after we finished up the end of the year to bring in a new accounting department because other people on the staff have accounting um, experience as well. I just don't buy that. Um, I think you, it happened all in June, which, which made it tough because when you had all those official visits really lined up for that month, but then it was the dead period in July. So, I think that would have been the time to go ahead and do it. Like that's not in season. That's like you had time before camp started up. I think, I think that should have been the moment. I think they thought maybe they didn't need it. And um, I think it bit them a little bit in this class, to be perfectly honest. Um, I don't know how much a, a ton of analysts would have helped them, but I do think that it set them a, a behind a little bit in that 2023 class, because you look at each week, we, we always put out who's visiting. And there was mostly just walk-ons, mm-hmm. walk-on targets that were coming. And, hey, they crushed it with walk-ons this year. Like, they really did. They brought in a bunch. But I do think that they are a little bit behind in that 2023 class where they don't have any commits. You don't really have, other other than maybe Tyler Jansky, anybody that you think are you're in a good spot for even. Um, and, and part of that's because there's not the in-state crop. But I do think that while it was nice to hear him say it, I don't buy that you had to wait until all the way – six months later to to hire somebody for that spot. I think there were candidates that you could have turned to um, and, and gotten. I don't think it would have hurt any of the relationships that you were building at the time, anything like that. I just think it was more of they didn't think they needed it and um, thought that they could get by. And I, I don't think that they got the results that I think they were hoping for in some ways. And they probably spread each other pretty thin. So, Overall, I think it's fine. They'll be in an okay spot. I think they can recover from it. Um, but I just, I, I think that that is one thing that Paul Christ, while he answered the question, he also didn't really give the answer yeah. that I think like fans would have, should or would have wanted. I think he did a great job of answering it in the, in the coach speak that you sometimes get from, from Paul Christ when a tough one comes across his play. But yeah, I think that's a totally fair assessment of it. And I think now it'll, it'll depend on how they, what, what people do they get in place and how do they move forward and how this 2023 group works out. Because I think if you, if you hit on some of these guys in 2022, it's not 
as glaring if some of these guys really work out. But if you all of a sudden see 2023 not be up to the standards that we've seen the last couple of years, you can certainly, you know, raise some flags for, for immediate concern that this is just, this process, you know, hasn't quite worked and it's really set them back a couple of years. But time will certainly tell, uh, on that situation and certainly something that is interesting. And, uh, I know fans will, will keep an eye on in that, uh, upcoming group because all of a sudden with, uh, most of 2022 now down, you're going to start in 2023 is, is going to start really picking up here in the next couple months. All right, guys, that wraps up our portion of the show. Hopefully you enjoyed us talking the 2022 signed players for the Wisconsin football class. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we will have another episode out on Friday to recap volleyball, basketball, any other football news today is exclusively recruiting. And we're not done talking about recruiting just quite yet because we've got two four sevens, Alan True on to talk about what he took from this class. So before we talk to you guys about home field apparel, Christmas is coming up fast here, folks. So make sure if you have not got that gift, you need something last minute, get over to homefieldapparel.com. Check them out. They've got a big selection of Wisconsin football, Wisconsin uh, gear that you guys can uh, try and get quickly for a gift. If you don't have time to get it shipped to you, however, you can always do a gift card, a great option for someone on your list if you're looking for a last-minute gift. All right, guys, stick with us. We'll have our Alan True interview up next. He talks a lot about this 2022 group, what guys stood out to him, and what he thinks they'll look like moving forward. As always, thank you. All right, Badger fans, we now have our very special guest of the episode, Alan True of 247 Sports, on the talk of this 2022 Wisconsin football recruiting class. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, uh, I believe Alan's been on with us two other times each year to cover um, this class. It's always great talking to him about the ins and outs of the members that make up this newest group of Wisconsin football players. So, Alan, before we dive into Wisconsin's 2022 class, we want to talk about the recruiting cycle as a whole because, of course, you're very ingrained in that. Are there any trends or things that you noticed about this cycle that affected the Midwest region that you specifically cover? Yeah, I mean, I think that when you talk to us and high school kids and high school coaches and even the college coaches right now, the big talk is about transfer portal and how that's affecting uh, recruiting classes. You also have the COVID year with a lot of um, guys getting eligibility back. And so between all that, I think it made it tougher for high school kids to get offers in some ways. I think you're seeing smaller classes around the country. I think I saw there was one school somewhere that's going to sign no high school kids. Um, you're seeing a handful of max schools sign maybe single-digit players tomorrow. Um, even, you know, the Wisconsin class, you're sitting at 13 right now, which isn't that all, all that uncommon in the Big Ten. So I think that uh, moving forward, what we're kind of watching is, is this a trend is this a one-year thing because of COVID, or is the transfer portal going to keep classes smaller? Uh, we at 24-7 have started to now allow you to see a blending of the team rankings where the transfer portal kids are uh, counted into the rankings. Is that something that's going to keep moving forward? Uh, I think that's that's really the hot-button issue right now. And then the other thing is whether or not the early signing period is a good thing. Guys were pretty crunched here, especially if you had a you were committed to a school that had a coaching change. Um, some kids only really had two weeks before the early signing period to figure things out and do the home visits and do the visits. So I think there's some discussion about whether or not this early signing period is working out. Yeah, the coaching carousel has been absolutely bananas this year. 
Um, but looking overall at this 2022 class for the Badgers, it's not ranked as high as the past two cycles, mostly because of that low scholarship numbers. But overall, there's still a lot of high-quality players in this group. What's your overall impression of this class? Yeah, so I think, um, like you said, if you take it, if you look at it more by average rating per player, um, that's a lot higher than some of the Big Ten classes that are ranked above them that are, are bigger in number. And then I think if you look at it again, if you look at it with just the 24-7 rankings and not the composite, you know, there's several guys in the class that were a little bit higher on um, than, the, than the other sites and the composite. So I think if you look at it from that perspective, uh, I think the class is really strong. You know, it is a kind of a classic Wisconsin class. The uh, top guys in the class are, are linemen on both sides. Uh, they're defense players. I think that they've done a good job of continuing to spread out their recruiting, though. They don't forget about their home state. They don't forget about the Midwest, but they're still able to go out. Um, and, and you look at guys from the Southeast. Um, you look at guys from out West. They always seem to be able to – Wisconsin is able to kind of expand their reach and recruit a little bit more nationally, and that's something that I think we've seen them do here and there over the last several cycles. I'm glad you mentioned the in-state offensive lineman because that's the player, at least right now, that headlines the class and, and Joe Brunner. What kind of stands out to you uh, about his game, and, and what do you kind of like about the way he plays? Well, first you're talking about a guy who comes in with four years of varsity experience, been on the recruiting radar since very early in his career. Uh, so he's going to be very seasoned. And you look at the between that experience and his size, uh, six foot six, 300 pounds, I think he can play multiple positions on the offensive line. And Wisconsin over the years has not played a whole lot of um, true freshman offensive linemen, and I think that's why they've been so successful. They're not forced into playing young guys. But if you're talking about a guy who's going to come in and be ready to at least compete, maybe get on the two deep, at least push some guys in front of them, Joe Bruner seems like the kind of guy who can do that. I think he's going to have a chance to play early in his career, probably not next year, but at, at some point in his career. And I think that uh, he's he's about as seasoned and as ready of an offensive lineman in the Midwest in this class. Another guy, um, like you mentioned, that is actually higher, uh, according to 247 Sports, than the composite is Austin Brown. I think he's second, according to the composite still. Kind of a hybrid athlete that can play a little bit of uh, in-the-box um, linebacker, maybe safety. Um, where do you think he projects at the next level, and what are the things that make him stand out and gave him that four-star from 247? Yeah, so he was interesting because I think some schools, like Michigan was talking to him about maybe moving to inside linebacker. And so we, you know, took a look at him, and he was an athlete for a long time. He was a high school quarterback. Um, weren't exactly sure what to project him at. And then he started to get out. You know, the, the interesting thing about last year's cycle is there were no camps. So we struggled to see some of those guys in person. We, we were back at some camps this year. And Austin Brown uh, at, went to a UC report camp in St. Louis. And absolutely tore that thing up. I don't remember what his numbers were, but he tested extremely well at that. Was really good in drills. And after seeing that and then watching his senior film and seeing some of the things he was doing athletically at quarterback, we decided this guy is definitely athletic enough to play safety. Um, you like guys with the kind of multi-positional background. I think you like projecting guys who were high school quarterbacks to other positions, even if it's on defense. Uh, this guy's an extremely productive high school player, but I really, it was that athleticism and seeing him test and run and move around in person that really pushed him up the rankings for us. 
When you talk about the rankings, you know, another couple guys that could really help take this class higher is, of course, Isaac Ham and Carson Hinsman, two more in-state guys. How big of a shot in the arm would that would those guys be, and kind of how much would that improve this group to have those two in-state, you know, highly rated kids? Oh, yeah, it would improve it a lot. And I think it, it helps Wisconsin continue to uh, keep these guys at home. You know, I, I think traditionally Wisconsin has done a really good job of that. And most of the time, other schools just kind of stayed out of their backyard. But you're seeing more and more schools recruit in the state of Wisconsin. I was going to say that in talking about Bruner earlier, that, you know, Iowa fought really hard for him. He had an offer from Ohio State. Even Miami, I think, came up and offered him. It's the same thing with, um, you know, Carson Hintzman, where this is no slam dunk for Wisconsin. Um, Ohio State's obviously the other school there. But but throughout the process, a lot of other schools have come in uh, to, to recruit him. So you're seeing more and more schools go after the Wisconsin kids, and I think it's it's huge for Wisconsin to be able to keep those guys in the state. One player that we recently had on the podcast to talk about his commitment was Aiden Vaughn. Uh, fast riser, kind of took off his recruitment here late since de- decommitting from Air Force. Um, he kind of is in your backyard. What are so, your impressions of his game, and how excited should Badger fans be about him? Yeah, so I think really excited. Uh, because the circumstances as to why he initially wasn't recruited very heavily and wasn't as highly ranked on the recruiting sites was just because he was injured, um, hadn't yet really seen him uh, fully develop. He was a safety when we first saw him. He was playing some wide receiver in seven-on-seven, seven, just kind of unsure what to do with him because there wasn't a lot of game film to back that up. And then he was committed to Air Force, and right when I, I think I watched about 30 seconds of the first tape he put out from this year, and I thought, this guy, there's no way this guy is going to end up at Air Force. Uh, it was, it just jumped off the tape. It was like immediate. This guy's, is, this guy's a power five player. Very athletic. Again, when you, when you project, like I said with Austin Brown, when you project defensive players and you project, um, linebackers in particular, those guys have to be able to do so many things athletically now that if they didn't play it, another position in high school usually that's not a good sign so you get a kid here that's played safety that's played wide receiver even returned kicks I think that was the clip that really brought it home for me is when he housed the kickoff return um at six foot three you know 210 pounds or 215 pounds whatever he was he is really athletic he is physical I saw him play live I, I think he's without a doubt um one of the top gets in this class Badger fans will love to hear that. Another guy who is right around where you live in Michigan is Tommy McIntosh. Do you see him sticking at, you know, we talk about position, you know, versatility, sticking at like that wide receiver spot, or is he maybe um, someone who projects as an H-back or a tight end based on what you've kind of seen and, and heard from him? And I kind of would lean wide receiver right now. I think, uh, you know, he's, I've seen him run on the track a little bit. I've seen some of the, even before he got heavily recruited, his coach was telling me what they were timing him at themselves and, and he was always running well they played I mean they've gone deep into the playoffs they won the state title a year ago made it to the state title game this year and, and throughout those playoff runs they've played some teams with really athletic secondaries and he can separate from those guys so you know if it's one of those situations where he just gets to college and he packs on the weight and you know nature takes over and he just happens to grow a bunch and I think tight end is a possibility. I would not pigeonhole him as a tight end right now. I think he's shown through two seasons at DeWitt that that he can play wide receiver at a high level and that he can separate from Division One defensive backs because he did that uh, in both of those seasons. Uh, Wisconsin has kind of always done well at 
finding and identifying three stars that kind of blossom into, um, you know, recruits that overperformed their ranking coming out of high school. Um, who's a guy or, or maybe a couple guys in this group that you think have the potential to do that and surprise people when they see uh, the field in Madison? Yeah, so Aiden Vaughn probably would have been the first guy that I would have mentioned in that. Um, JT Seagraves is probably my real choice just because he's such an odd situation in high school with him, you know, playing, uh, not having been used a ton as a junior, as a receiver, and then uh, playing like wing tee, tailback this year. Um, but you watch him play basketball and you see some of the things athletically you can, t- I could totally see why Wisconsin would get him into camp and, and think like this is an athlete we want on the team. So I think because of that, he's been, it's really hard to evaluate. Even our guys, when I sent it to our national staff, they said, you know, this guy clearly has some athletic traits, but is a pretty tough eval because of how he plays in his high school. So if there's, there's a guy in the class that I think could really blossom in college once he gets to concentrate on one position, it's JTC Graves. We talked a little bit earlier about Joe Brunner and, and him, you know, being a guy that com- could compete and maybe not play next year, but, you know, be competitive early in, in his time in Madison. Is there anyone in this class that you think could make an instant impact next fall or are most of these guys, guys that will take a little time and, and be, they need a little bit more development before seeing the field? Yeah, I think for the most part, these guys are, are guys who will probably need some time. I think, I do think that somebody like an Austin Brown, can uh, maybe come in and play right away because he's going to be physically ready to go. Same thing with a guy like Tristan Monday, who is going to be, you know, come in physically able to compete at the Big Ten level. Um, Those guys also, you know, I think play positions where it's a little bit easier to get into the rotation. I, You know, I could see them maybe trying to get Tommy McIntosh involved a little bit. Um, He's competitive. He's well-schooled. Those those are some guys right there that I think will at least have a chance uh, to get, you know, some time. You mentioned early on that the transfer portal has kind of changed the entire dynamic here, and it's kind of heating up. Wisconsin secured a commitment from Kalon Gervin. Um, recently, he then backed off that commitment to go to Kansas. Um, do you have any intel on what maybe went into his decision to switch there, um, or if there's any other players that you've heard potentially linked up with the Badgers in the portal? Yeah, so I, you know, I, it sounds like, Kalen thought he was going to have a, a better chance to play at Kansas and had some relationships there with some guys on the roster, some of the coaches there. You know, well, their, their uh, recruiting guy, um, Scott Oligo, was just at Michigan State. So I think there was some prior relationship there. And so they came back in on him and he, and he made a change. Uh, I do think that defensive back is probably a position to watch. Obviously, they, they, they felt like Kalen was a guy that they could take. Um, and then now, and, and he could come in and help them. And then now he's not coming to Madison. So I think that's a spot that they'll maybe look to fill. I don't have a name or know any names off the top of my head, um, but I do think that's going to be a position that gets concentrated on. Concentrated on. A lot has been made about Wisconsin's recruiting department this cycle after Saeed, Saeed Khalif and others left last spring. Did you hear anything on the the recruiting trail that that may, you know, that just kind of instability in there may have affected them in the 2022 or 2023 classes. Not, I, you know, I didn't personally hear that. It was never brought up to me. I did read the recent athletic article that I think mentioned it a little bit from some of the high school coaches. Um, but, I, I, but I think, you know, having dealt with Mac recruiting quite a bit, I think uh, Stephen Shrum will do a good job. Just got to give them some time to kind of get involved and, um, 
kind of learn the lay of the land. And, and, and I think that, you know, he will do a good job moving forward. I don't know if they're going to add to that department at all, but personally from this end, having talked to a lot of the guys in the class, you know, Aiden Vaughn being right here in my backyard, um, knew Vinny Anthony and his family really well, Tommy McIntosh, like nobody in their circles ever brought that up to me as a negative. That's good to hear. Um, looking forward now to the 2023 group, um, there are, are there any guys that you think Badger fans um, should know because the Badgers are in a good spot right now? So, honestly, my uh, my brain is kind of wired into 22 for the most part right now. Um, you know, flipping the script to the kind of the next year, I know Tyler Janzi is one that uh, should keep an eye on the linebacker from out of Batavia, Illinois. Wisconsin has uh, offered him very early. Uh, I think he really likes Wisconsin. He's a guy that I could see maybe jumping into the class um, a little bit earlier. Um, doesn't doesn't currently, you know, have any other Power 5 offers, but I think he's a guy that, that Wisconsin identified early and is definitely one to watch here moving forward. All right, last question before we let you out of here. For those of you who don't know, Alan is, was a comedian. Matt stumbled upon this uh, before we got started here, before joining 247. So we wanted to ask, do you still do that in your free time, or is that kind of gone by the wayside with all your focus on the recruiting circuit? Oh, no, I, I released an album last year, so still doing that. Uh, had a bunch of shows last year. I'm actually doing Big Ten Network tomorrow and then driving straight back to Michigan and going right to the comedy club because we have a special show tomorrow night. So I have to go, I have to get out of Chicago and try to get back to Michigan on time for that. So still doing it. Um, 24 seven sports is my main job. That's what pays the bills. That's <laughs> my first love. Uh, but comedy still is definitely in there. Well, that's, that's awesome to hear. Well, those of you that are looking for more recruiting coverage, uh, make sure to check Alan out and the various, um, you know, both in the recruiting circuit and the, the comedy circuit, for sure. Alan, we always appreciate you taking the time. It's always great getting your insight on this 2022 group. Good luck with everything tomorrow, I'm sure. Like you said, it sounds like a pretty busy day for you, but uh, we look forward to uh, seeing that coverage and, and always enjoy talking to you. Yeah, sounds good. appreciate you guys having me. All right, Badger fans, that wraps up our recruiting episode, our big special. As always, thank you guys for listening on Wisconsin. Thank you.